Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. The most important midterm election in our lifetimes is now only 21 days away. And it will be a red wave, folks, I promise you. Don't let the idiot media and university pollsters fool you. They're sure trying hard to do just that. With their slapdash, phony push and pull polls trying to keep the Republican margin of victory down all across the country. Does any sensible person really believe that the impaired puppet of a president isn't driving voters to the Republican side in droves? Inflation, the highest in decades. For too many Americans, the choice now is, as someone said, eat or heat. That's a choice the Marxist Dems are forcing on the country. Interest rates high enough now to choke off the housing market, and the puppet president acts like he wants us to go to war as well. And Lord help us, this fool telling people that his son Bo was killed in Iraq. Biden is beyond unfit for the presidency. He needs professional help without question, and now, and Lord help us again, he needs to step aside. And yes, I know that would mean another fool would step up to the presidency. But Vice President Harris doesn't act like she wants to go to war, at least. This country is in this monstrous mess because the Marxist Dems who run the Democrat Party put these two inept puppets in to do their bidding. And these dangerous times just got far more dangerous with Putin threatening nuclear war and with this pathetic puppet and his giggling sidekick in charge. If we can survive these two fools and tools and win the midterms, the country has a chance to set things right with the Republican House and Senate. And we have to be sure it's a fair count this time. And that big red wave win at the polls on November 8 will be made possible by some of the best Republican candidates in memory. One of those great candidates is here with us on The Great America Show today. Our guest is Doug Mastriano, running for governor of Pennsylvania. He's a retired colonel in the U.S. Army, served 30 years, a combat veteran with four master's degrees and a Ph.D. in history. He's a state senator, and he's America first. And President Trump has endorsed Doug to be governor of the great state of Pennsylvania. Doug, first of all, I just want to say how much I admire you, how smart and hard you're running your campaign, and delighted to have you with us here on The Great America Show. And we're getting down to it, about three weeks to the election. How do you feel about it all? How are you running? I feel thanks for having me on too, by the way, Lou. I, I do appreciate and admire your work over the years. Uh, and this is not a, this is not a campaign guy talking here. You know, I'm in a campaign. You got to keep things positive. I'm a retired Army colonel, not a politician. But I can tell you, I can look in the eyes and tell you in all honesty, I feel really good about where we're headed. Uh, our internal numbers are fantastic. I mean, we look at Trafalgar poll and it has us neck and neck. And that's after my opponent spent $26 million and hit ads on me. It's just not working. So 
And uh, we've hit all 57 counties since May, and this is our second time hitting these counties. And wherever we go, Lou, whether it's, uh, you know, in Philly or up in Erie or anywhere in between, we get hundreds of people coming out, sometimes thousands. So there's, there's something going on in Pennsylvania. Well, there, there definitely seems to be, and in addition to the most important part, which are your numbers, which is, uh, as you point out, uh, you uh, are running strong and you're in a statistical tie uh, with your opponents. So it's going to be an interesting, just as I said, a little less than a month now. But we're looking at Biden. Biden is down in uh, in the polling in the state of Pennsylvania. He's underwater by 13 points in the last uh, poll I saw. What do you make of that? And what does that pretend for the for the other side, as we call them? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. You know, we reflect back on the you know Gingrich revolution during the Clinton times at '94, and uh, you know all the economic yep. and everything else run back to the, the Republicans, and that's an indication here that we might have a, a massive turnout like in 94 where you see this this huge red wave because economically Biden's failed us. He, there's no leadership there. You know, we all have concerns about his cognitive abilities. Um, and then, of course, we see this reflected in Democrat policies in the state. You know, my opponent is running the same kind of approach as our current governor, Governor Wolf, who shut us down and, and locked us out. So I see a lot of momentum and energy. Lou, just as a vignette, and I don't think this is a one-off. Three weeks ago, we had a march for life at the Capitol of Harrisburg. And we've been told by the mainstream media that the Dobbs decision in June would motivate the left, the left base on abortion. So we had about five or 6,000 people come out for the, on the pro-life side. The next day in Harrisburg, I was there. I was, I was in session as a senator. The next day, Planned Parenthood had their march, of course, for, for abortion, and only 65 came out. So I'm kind of wondering, in so many ways, we don't even see the sales pushing them in that very sensitive issue as well. It, it's, it is interesting to see, uh, just going to the national polling is, to begin with here, about 70% of Americans say the country is headed in the wrong direction. Most Americans think, uh, and we, there are huge numbers in this as well, but I'll just go to the most conservative. Uh, the majority of Americans believe the president of the United States is not fit to hold office, uh, that he is cognitively impaired. Uh, the country is, is feeling the weight of uh, high inflation, which we're told will only get worse, not by the Biden administration, of course, but by other other economists, Wall Street economists, and, uh, and we'll even take that with a grain of salt. But we're also looking at the prospect of uh, a further slowdown in the economy. We've already had two quarters of of contracting GDP, which is the classic definition of a recession. Uh, we're we have every signal that this president and this Democratic Party, if, if there was nothing else, and there's a whole bunch of other else uh, involved here, this party is going to be rejected in historic uh, in, in historic numbers. Uh, at the polls that come November eight, uh, don't you obviously have that that groundswell, that wind behind you as well? Uh, your thoughts? Economically, we haven't seen such a downturn. I would say since nineteen seventy eight, nineteen seventy nine, under Jimmy Carter, and when we saw the effect that it had, you know, at the national level. Uh, domestically in Pennsylvania, things are really rough. Our, our governor has signed us up for this regional greenhouse gas initiative, which is a carbon tax, and it's doubled our, our energy prices back in the 1st of June. Uh, on top of all this here, people can't make ends meet. Uh, it's estimated in Pennsylvania to live at the same level you did 
last year, it's between three and five thousand dollars or more. So really, this winter, it's going to be a choice between heating and eating for many families, especially in you know, a single family parents and the retirees on fixed incomes. Uh, gas prices are killing people. And the irony is on the energy sector side, Pennsylvania is an energy powerhouse. You know, energy should be cheap here. I mean, we're, we're just blessed with liquefied natural gas or we're blessed with freedom gas, as we call it. And we're blessed right. with oil. We're blessed with coal. And there's no reason why Pennsylvania should be suffering and Pennsylvanians. And in fact, so my, my goal, of course, is we are in a recession. When I'm sworn on the 17th of January, Lou, my goal is to unleash this plan I have called the Pennsylvania Energy Independence Act. Well, that, that's a grand idea. Give us a sense of what that is. So it's a multi-pronged approach here. And so on day one, I'm going to remove, remove us from membership in this regional greenhouse gas initiative. So within a few weeks of, of ending our membership of that, uh, we should see a drop significantly of, of heating costs in the energy sector. And that will drive down prices, of course, in-state and make it cheaper to open up businesses or keep your business in operation. Uh, part two, of course, is opening up state lands for energy development. And we're going to drill and dig. We're going to do it responsibly. We're going to drill and dig like never before. My goal is to make uh, Pennsylvania number one in energy production uh, in the nation. A tall order, but I think we can do that. Uh, number three is to, of course, roll back eight years of uh, the current governor's uh, regulations and controls over the energy sector to make it more business-friendly. There's been so many regulations added that some of these have been leaving our state for Ohio and Texas in the energy sector. Uh, number four, this will take a bit more time, is to uh, build two pipelines uh, from the uh, southwest, uh, one pipeline going to Philadelphia so we can become a, a, a massive billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar exporter of uh, liquefied natural gas. Uh, have pledges even from some of our NATO allies. They want to buy it off of us rather than Russia or Norway. And also build a second pipeline, which will take a bit more time, up to Erie. And those will both serve as a major outlet to export our energy around the world. But the irony is these failed Democrat policies in states like Massachusetts were born forth in 2018 when we had that really cold winter. And it was so bad that Boston was running out of energy. And instead of buying energy off of Pennsylvania, they brought in several ships from Siberia 4,000 miles away. I mean, that's the epitome of madness. Why would you invest in Vladimir Putin and his radical policies in Russia waging war against uh, neighboring countries? Well, that's, you know, that's a question that a lot of Americans are asking. Most Americans right now is why in the world is Joe Biden wanting to buy energy from Iran, uh, from uh, Venezuela, it's it's just utter madness rather than open up the entire country, as President Trump had done, to energy uh, development uh, and distribution, whether it's pipelines, whether it's uh, drilling uh, offshore. We had everything going for us. And then this president in less than two years has destroyed. We're now energy dependent. Obviously, and that's the heartbreaking and, thing. I'm, I'm looking at a report here that that has us losing in America a hundred billion dollars in revenues to foreign sources, and these are energy revenues that money should be coming into Pennsylvania and Texas and Alaska and benefiting the American people. And instead, we're enriching foreign tyrants, which is just ridiculous to me. Yeah, it, it is. It's extraordinary. And governors across the country, uh, and state legislatures are dealing with a president who has no idea that the, the destruction uh, that is that's it's already taken place under his policies and how long it'll take to, to dig out from under the the Biden Marxist dim assault on this country 
It's nothing short of that. We've got wide open borders. We have got a, a yeah. energy policy that favors China for crying out loud. How in the world can you do that? Draw tens of millions of barrels of oil out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and somehow mysteriously they end up some of them uh, in some of those barrels uh, by the millions in China. This and and the press walks around, uh, you know, sucking their thumbs. Paying, paying no attention at all to these very important issues uh, and circumstances uh, and decisions that are being made. It, it's, it's stunning stuff. Uh, your thoughts, if you will, about what, uh, what you can do uh, in the state of Pennsylvania uh, if, if you can unleash energy. Yes, and the exclamation point, of course, you know, it's uh, looking geopolitically with Germany. You know, Germany is very proud that recently they announced they're giving $2 billion to Ukraine to fight the war against Putin's army. Uh, but the right. dirty little secret is Russians are addicted to, the, the Germans are addicted to Russian oil and gas, and they're spending $2 billion a month in giving revenues to Vladimir Putin for oil and gas to, to pump and energize their own economy. And it's time that our European allies get off of Russian oil and gas. Ronald Reagan warned uh, Helmut Kohl when he was prime minister in the 80s the dangers of getting reliant upon Soviet oil and gas, which began, of course, in the 80s there. And, and we saw, of course, when Donald Trump spoke to the U.N. and the German delegation was mocking him in 2018 when he warned about this. Well, it's time. And so as governor, and I know there's a lot of gubernatorial races that people are watching. There is no more important governor's race in the state. Uh, in all the states in, in our country than Pennsylvania because of, because of who we are. Pennsylvania not only historically is the birthplace of our, of our nation, but also we have potential with, with Governor Mastriano, you know, uh, at the helm of this shift of state here of opening up our energy sector. And that will benefit just not only Pennsylvanians, but also help renew and reopen our own economy nationwide here because we, we really are blessed with resources and reserves underneath our feet that aren't being tapped. And as governor, I have a lot to say over how we do that, you know, in-state. Obviously, intrastate, and we'll have to deal with with EPA regulations. But, you know, in the state here, we can open up the energy sector here and break out of this recession and lead the way uh, in the nation once again. Uh, Pennsylvania, many people are not aware of just how powerful a state Pennsylvania is. Because, first of all, the the Dems that have controlled that state for a very long time uh, have been are very interested for some reason in greater dependency on the citizens uh, on the part of citizens of Pennsylvania on their government uh, and the federal government. Uh, it's it, Pennsylvania is such a potentially wealthy, wealthy uh, state. Uh, it's incredible to me that we see uh, places like Philadelphia where Dems have controlled uh, that city for forever. Uh, and really, without any significant benefit to those citizens whatsoever, other than uh, increased uh, social welfare rather than prosperity that comes from opportunity uh, and, and uh, capitalist energy. Uh, your thoughts about what the heck is going on? Why would anybody, after what we've seen in 2020, a rigged election, uh, and your state knows something about rigged elections, uh, and all the destruction of these Biden policies, why would anybody vote Democrat in your, you know, just academically uh, in your mind? Yeah, well, John Adams, our second president, said the facts are stubborn things. And the fact of the matter, my opponent, Josh Shapiro, is the attorney general. So he's the senior law enforcement official of the state. And he's been there for six years. Now, sadly, of course, his pals in the media are, are playing cover for him and not asking him about his record. But let, let me lay out the facts here. And the facts are stubborn things. And I agree with you, Lou. Based off these facts, 
this guy's unfit for office and should be run out of town. Okay, so crime on his watch has gone up by almost 40%. So it's nearly doubled since Shapiro has been the attorney general. Uh, on his watch now, we're one of the leading in homicides. Philadelphia, when he came into office, Shapiro as the AG, had 277 homicides, for example. Uh, last year, 562. It's on track for 600 this year. Uh, this year, in Philadelphia alone, I'm not even talking all state, just Philadelphia alone, but the founding place, the birthplace of our nation, uh, we've had, uh, we're the fourth highest uh, in fentanyl deaths. There's been a thousand carjackings. I mean, it, it's disgusting what's happening. We've had, we saw the lawlessness in the Wawa, of course, in the, in the northeastern part of the city, normally a nice area of the city. We watched a shooting after a football game. Uh, the grave diggers in the southeast uh, were, were quoted in the article saying they can't keep up with the dead, mostly 15 to 18-year-old kids, you know, often caught in the crossfire, sometimes just some lost souls that just need a second chance. And Josh Shapiro stood aside, and instead of protecting the people in Pennsylvania and doing his darn job of, of enforcing law, he's been complicit in releasing almost 10,000 criminals back on the streets. And instead of doing his job and defending and upholding the Constitution, he's sued to keep kids in masks. He's sued to keep businesses shut down. I mean, he's part of the problem. And instead of doing his job and, and looking out for the people of the state, he actually sued none, the Little Sisters of the Poor, over a religious issue for which, thankfully, the Supreme Court you know, came out against him. The guy's unfit for office. Philadelphia has had a Democrat mayor now uh, for 72 years, 72 years of Democrat rule in Philadelphia, and about 58 or so years with a, uh, with a Democrat city council. And all they do is they lie to the people, they make empty promises, and the city is running to the ground with, with death and horror, and it's time for a change. We cannot afford to have Josh Shapiro as a governor. We have to win for the safety of our families and kids. It's 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 an extraordinary uh, circumstance that the state of Pennsylvania finds itself in. Uh, when I asked the question, why would anybody vote for for a radical Dem, a Marxist Dem? I, I'm talking about nationwide, but uh, the state of Pennsylvania is also a poster child for that question, a uh, poster state for that question. Uh, it, it just it, it is stunning to me what the, the Dems have become the party of destruction. Uh, it, it is yes. that simple, that straightforward. There's not a single positive policy that's been enunciated or initiated by uh, this president uh, in, in less than two years in office. It, it's just uh, horrific. Now, let me ask you another part of it, because we're, I mentioned it uh, in passing. The, the electoral integrity in state after state is at question as we go into the 2022 elections. Less than a month away. And we still haven't seen the level of reform that we've needed. We have seen the Supreme Court, for example, knock down mail-in balloting uh, in various states and insist on uh, greater integrity. The Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court is not running from this right now uh, as they did in 2020. And we know history would have been different had they interceded. But what? how confident are you in the integrity of the electoral system in the state of Pennsylvania right now? Yeah, you know, obviously I have a lot of concerns. I, I led, of course, that hearing back in 2020, the first statewide right. hearing on integrity. And uh, many of the things that came up have not been resolved or addressed because we do have a, a Democrat governor who vetoed much of our legislation. Uh, let, let me answer directly here. Uh, it's not as bad as 2020, but it's still bad. And so the way we overcome this, and there's a lot of my friends out there in Pennsylvania wringing their hands, you know, Doug, I don't know, you know, my, my vote might not count. Well, if you don't vote, then you're part of the problem. And I'd ask you not to complain about the form of government that we end up with or, you know, or if Shapiro wins, you, you got no right to complain because you, you didn't do your, your basic 
civics. Uh, part two is let's follow the Yonkin model. You know, Glenn Yonkin, this time last year, Virginia has similar issues as Pennsylvania. I won't say as great as Pennsylvania, but similar. And so how they overcame that, that problem, they had uh, about 95% of the polls were, were covered with poll watchers. So I want 20,000 poll watchers. That's two at every polling station in the state. And uh, nothing beats accountability and transparency. And if you see something, you'll be trained. Just go to DougForGov.com and sign up and be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. What, what was that URL again? Yeah, it's DougForGov.com. And uh, I think that's a grand idea. Uh, two people at every polling station. Uh, it, 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 at the last I saw, they, we still had nationwide uh, something like 40% of the polls and precincts to, to cover. Uh, and, and that's deeply troubling, of course, nationwide, uh, particularly since Ronna McDaniel, the chair of the RNC, has done it was ballyhooing the accomplishment of 60%. That just isn't good enough to get it done. We've got to have, as you say, and I commend you for it, uh, more and more citizen engagement and uh, participation in this election. Uh, I think that's a great call to action on your part, and I hope the, the folks in Pennsylvania respond. Uh, give us a sense of what you are right now uh, going to do in the final days of this election, the final weeks of this election to assure your victory? So we, we have a winning formula. We, we have a huge ground game, Lou. I mean, we, we've, uh, we've got volunteers. You know, most campaigns have to, you know, pay for folks to knock on doors. And uh, I think about 17,000 doors have been, uh, you know, people have engaged with on the street, eyeball to eyeball. You know, lots of engagement on the phones, lots of community activities. Uh, but for me and my wife, my wife's obviously, uh, you know, important to this this uh, campaign as well, is uh, we're, we're hitting uh, all the counties we can. You know, we hit all 67 counties. We started off in Erie in May and ended in Bucks County, not too far from Washington Crossing State Park, another significant place in American history. And uh, in that rally, you know, in, in this outside of Philly, uh, we had over a thousand people show up in the morning. We had a meet and greet in Chester County, right outside of Philly. Once again, you know, 500 plus people showed up for a meet and greet that turned into rally. So we're going to continue to physically engage the people. Uh, we continue to fundraise. So if you go to DougForGov.com, whether you're Pennsylvania or not, it's irrelevant. Help us. Uh, to, we need to raise another million dollars for another, you know, campaign uh, for for ads on TV, which is quite expensive. Uh, but we had this movement. And uh, there's a lot of grassroots folks really sacrificing a lot to get the word out. They, uh, we stood together during the shutdown trying to reopen the state and, uh, you know, for voting integrity and, and all the other fights that we've had. And it's, for, it's really for just great movement here. So we're relying heavily upon our volunteers across the state here to get us across the line in 29 days. Well, I, it sounds to me like a very smart plan. It's one that's uh, worked for you before. I mean, a lot of people, if they read the – uh, both the national media and uh, the Pennsylvania uh, left-wing media, uh, they'd think that you had barely gotten through the primary. Uh, the <laughs> polls show those some of those push polls uh, that pose as university and media polls, as uh, uh, as Robert Cahaley of Trafalgar points out, uh, you'd have thought you were going to lose by by a huge margin, yet you won by what twenty five percent. Yeah. I mean, that's that's incredible, and that's what you're up against. Is there any friendly media for you in the entire state, or are they all left-wing propagandists? I haven't found any media, major media outlets in Pennsylvania that, that would give us a fair shake. They cover down for Josh Shapiro, that they uniformly use Democrat National Committee talking points. And, and this is just not me talking here. Uh, last year, Lou, the, 
about a year and a half ago, the Democrat National Committee, together with the Democrat Legislative Campaign Committee, blacklisted 21 Republicans for, at the state level for political destruction. And I, I was actually number one on their list, according to Salon and political articles. <laughs> and uh, they hit, I know, and they colluded with, with the state media uh, to hit me hard. And I, I thought it was weird that the same talking points in the Post were also in, in the media outlets in Harrisburg and elsewhere. Uh, they did a poll last November, and they, they were embarrassed that they actually made me more popular in Pennsylvania. But they, they have no other playbook than to lie and to attack. Look, I'm, I'm a retired Army colonel, uh, 30 years active service. I'm no hero. I served with heroes. Top secret access for 30 years, investigated. I mean, the, the idea that anyone would be radical extreme with my experience defies reason. But that's the only thing the Democrats have. They call their, they, first that's... off, avoid debate. My, my opponent, like in Arizona and Maryland, they're not debating. And then number two, of course, is just call names. And, uh, you know, Pennsylvania, I agree, I agree with what you said, Lou, here. This guy is so over the top and extreme and too dangerous for Pennsylvania that we, we cannot afford to have him. He's failed us as the attorney general. Crime is at record highs. It's time for a change. And by the way, this is a national campaign on the, <laughs> stratagem on the part of the Marxist Dems in this country. Uh, their yeah. candidates will not debate because – all they would have to do is defend the utter destruction of this great country by this president in less than two years. He's destroyed the border, the immigration system. He's destroyed the economy. He's destroyed markets. They are recoverable, but right now they're not recovering. We have people actually in real serious pain and trouble in this country. And, and people talk about a Democrat going out to vote. I don't care what your party affiliation is. I don't care what your ideology is. If you believe in yourself in this country, you've got to vote Republican because these fools are trying to destroy America. There is no other interpretation that's rational. I completely agree. You know, my, my life yours, my heart is grieved. You know, I, I can tell from what you're saying, you know, how this is hurt. It hurts me, too. I mean, we're, we're on the cusp of handing over our state and our country over to our kids without the same freedoms that you and I enjoyed growing up. And it's that serious. And that's for the Democrats. They are global Marxists. They, they, they have demonstrated incompetence and a danger to our constitutional laws. And so on day one, I'm going to move with alacrity. I'm going to move decisively here. You know, we're going to restore balance and common sense. We're going to open up the economy here and we're going to bring relief to families through economic prosperity. We have the model before us. It's too easy with the energy we have underneath our feet. Pennsylvania, is the natural leader of the country, but thanks to failed Democrat policies, we're lagging behind, and we can really turn it around, you know, in, with this election, with a great victory for Mastriano on 8 November, and we're going to do it. Well, uh, God bless you, and I wish you all the best of luck, Doug. Uh, the, the state of Pennsylvania needs you, uh, the country needs you, and, uh, you know, Godspeed. Uh, I, we always give our guests the last word here, uh, and so... For your concluding thoughts, uh, this is your moment. Uh, we appreciate you being with us. Thanks so much. Thank you. You know, in 1682, William Penn founded us to be the seed of the nation, and that seed was, was born forth in 1776 in Philadelphia, where the light of liberty was lit. And, of course, the cause of freedom comes at great sacrifice, and we saw a new birth of freedom in Gettysburg in 1863. Uh, Lincoln warned us and admonished, admonished us in his Gettysburg Address when he said, rather, it is for the living to be dedicated to the unfinished work. So now it's up to us. If you care about your country and your kids and grandkids' future, 
it's imperative that we do our part here and win in Pennsylvania on 8 November. Everything is at stake, and we have this opportunity. We're at a crossroads here in Pennsylvania between tyranny underneath my opponent or a new birth of freedom under Mastriano. And so do your part at DougForGov.com. Let's take back our state and our country and have rebirth of freedom. Doug Mastriano, thanks so much for being with us. Republican candidate for governor, great state of Pennsylvania. Uh, And I think everybody can tell uh, all that Doug Mastriano would do as governor is make the great state of Pennsylvania even greater. We thank you so much. God bless you, Doug. Thank you, and God bless you as well. Thank you for having me on. I do appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Here tomorrow, our guest is Mark Morgan, a great American, former commissioner of Customs and Border Protection. We'll take up why the Biden administration and the Marxist Dems are letting the Mexican drug cartels take over our southern border and kill Americans by the hundreds of thousands. Please join us here tomorrow. Till then, God bless you, and may God bless America.